Um, firstly, let me just define what it is a hesitancy because there's a lot of confusion depending on where, which way are you in terms of the country. But, um, you know, hesitancy is just a delay in acceptance or refusal despite the availability of vaccine services. So it's available, but there's lack of information uh, that informs people to delay the vaccines. And I think for the COVID-19, basically, it has been because um, there's always rumors or misinformation on the social media. There's um, people questioning the speed or the way the COVID-19 were produced and developed. And and I think it's just the lack of information or even understanding the scientific process behind producing vaccines that we get to deal with vaccine hesitancy. And it is a real thing, but with addressing it appropriately, we can get over it and people can be informed to take vaccines. You explained that hesitancy results from people not having the right information when it comes to vaccination. Um, But I would also want us to address um, the halting of vaccination programs, which we have also witnessed even in our country, the Johnson and Johnson um, Sisonke vaccination drive is resuming this week after it was halted following concerns around blood clotting. Um, Does that not also contribute to people becoming hesitant, even for those who had become comfortable to the idea of being vaccinated when we see vaccination drives being halted? Like I said, it depends on how you communicate, why you halted it, and how do you communicate it to the larger population, not only to the scientific world, but breaking the jargon to um, a normal layperson to be able to understand why you're stopping this and all that. But again, we're looking at it when it stopped. It means there's a confidence in our regulatory body that they look at this vaccine in a more you know thorough way that even a slight you know uh, hesitancy they pick it up and they investigate it so also it brings about confidence in in our regulatory body that they are actually looking into these vaccines that they will not necessarily give us a vaccine that they haven't you know thoroughly or rigorously looked at it so for me it works to a different way that it instill confidence in our regulatory that they are looking at the best of the best and also it's uh, when we stop or halt or have any hesitancy in um, looking at the vaccine we need to communicate it in a way that the general population will be able to understand and not lose confidence in our vaccines. What is your assessment of the country's vaccination drive? What do the numbers say when you look at the number of people who have been vaccinated? Are they reflecting that um, as a country we have gotten to a point where we understand the significance of being vaccinated and comfortable with being vaccinated? Yes, for the drive that has been uh, currently, because it's mainly in the healthcare sector where I presume there's information and people know the, the benefits of vaccines. It has been, you know, the uptake has been good. However, we still yet to see in the general population where, you know, there are pockets of vaccine hesitancy groups that we see, uh, how is it going to be taken by, you know, the, the department and, and all other scientific world has been hosting webinars and all information sessions to be able to, you know, break down to the community regarding COVID vaccines and their benefits. And of course, also, we cannot ignore the side effects that comes with any vaccine or any other product that is being introduced into your body. Of course, there's minor side effects that we need to deal with. And those are also being discussed in various formats. And what's your simple advice to people who are still not convinced that it's necessary for them to be vaccinated? The advice is that, especially for people who have gotten or were infected with COVID-19 previously, 
or even in adults that think they physiologically their immune system is good is that one we have no idea how the natural immunity that you got after your COVID-19 disease, how long would it be able to protect you, whether it protects you at all. So it would be good for them to take vaccine despite having a previous COVID-19 disease. And we all know that with this variance, we've got lack of information as to how the virus behaves in a natural format. So it will be good for us to be vaccinated so that we don't experience, you know, a disease that may at a later stage be very virulent because we have no idea how it will behave later on. And for the sake of clarity, what exactly does it mean once you are vaccinated? For those who may not be sure what it means, whether or not you are now safe, meaning that you cannot contract the virus, what exactly should people understand about being vaccinated for COVID-19? So once you are vaccinated, the vaccine in clinical trials has been tested to see if we can protect against severe disease. So if you got the vaccine, you are most likely not to get a severe disease. There is no vaccine that is 100% protective. So there will be some, you know, some can get mild disease or some cannot get it, but it will prevent you from getting severe disease and it will give the health care system a chance to recover because there won't be any admission. So we are preventing you from getting severe disease and death.